Welcome to another episode of the Guys with God podcast called Sharing Our Struggles, where we discuss the everyday challenges and frustrations that all men go through during their lives at one time or another. We like to talk about how we've dealt with them from both our past experiences and from what God reveals to us through his word. Now, here's today's episode. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. Today, again, I'm here with my brother, Mark. Morning, Mark. How are you? Good morning, Ron. And today we're just going to kind of go um, some things that God has been putting on my heart and on my mind these past few days. Some things I've been uh, struggling on, working through uh, that God has made me aware of. Uh, we're just going to kind of throw some of these things out here and just kind of see where the Holy Spirit takes us. So with that, uh, I'm going to share a couple of things that have been on my mind as I was driving here today. Uh, something. One of the things is you know, how we're called as men to be the spiritual leaders of our home and what that looks like and what that means and what we're supposed to be able to rely on God to help us lead us in that direction. Another thing that uh, God has been working on me with is my um, expectations, expectations of not only myself, but mostly of other people and um, how I'm working through that and how God is showing me ways of how I'm being selfish and things like that. And um, the other thing that's kind of what we're shared a little bit about this morning before we started talking is dealing with um, a parent at home that has uh, needs our care, needs our full-time care. And it's something that my wife and I are going through right now. It's her mom is, has the dementia and uh, it's getting to a point where I think we need to kind of take the next step, the next uh, level as where as we're going to do with her mom because it's it's just getting to be too much for us and we're not really giving her the care that I think that she needs, um, and actually most of all deserves. So with that, Mark, um, I kind of opened up a couple of things that I'm thinking about. What is, is any of these things that jumped out at you right now? Is there something else that you are, God has been working on with you or, uh, had in your mind that you're working on that you'd like to share about? Oh, you got some good stuff here, Ron. First, I just, I, I really am proud of you and Andrea, for all that you've been doing for Janice. I know that's a struggle, and I know it's hard on the family, but it's amazing what you guys have tried to do. So I get it. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a battlefield, not with Janice, but with with her illness, and then trying to be there to, to provide comfort. That sounds like it's probably maybe getting beyond what you guys can provide, but we'll keep praying on that. Yeah. Um, my big thing, you had to break out that E-word, Ron, expectations. <laughs> and. uh those get me every time. Um, I'm always reminded of what, what Romans 8.25 tells me, because I have to look at this verse just about every day. It says, but if we hope for what we do not see with perseverance, we wait eagerly for it. So what that means to me when I start getting a head full of expectations, the way it goes if I stay in self-will is my expectations are supposed to be known by everybody, and they're supposed to do everything my way. And then when things don't go my way, then I have the right to be mad, upset, or hurt. And that's not how the world works. Mm-hmm. And so this verse shows me that I've got to let go of expectations, and I've got to stay right here in the now. And the other thing that came to mind as you were sharing and the Holy Spirit put on my heart is that's probably the best way and also probably the most frustrating way I lead my family is I stay in the now. Am I worried about tomorrow? No. Am I concerned about tomorrow? Maybe. But all I know is I just have to stay in today and do what's in front of me today. Because mm-hmm. God's already got tomorrow taken care of. I just got to do my best to show up tomorrow and see what he needs me to do then. 
But over time, my family's learned by watching me do that, they're starting to see the pattern here. Uh, they're starting to see that if we just stay focused on what's in front of us, what we've been worrying about or concerned about up the road ahead doesn't seem to be as massive or as serious once we get there. Yeah, and as I'm listening to you share, and thanks for sharing your your, your thoughts and what's going on in your mind right now. Um, I, for me, it's like, as I think about it, being the spiritual leader of our family that God calls us to be, if, if I can work on that and what does that entail? What am I supposed to do? What does God expect from me? All those other things kind of fall in line behind that. I, as if, if I'm being what God has called me to be and I'm working on that spiritual leadership that he has calls us men to be, to lead our families with, then those other things like my expectations, my worry, um, my worrying about opinions, what people's opinions are of myself, those kind of like, they start to fall in line behind that. As long as I'm doing what God is calling me to do, um, and that's, you know, not expecting more of, of others than I do of myself and expecting others to do that. They're doing the best that they can, and they're not going to do what I expect them to do. They don't think the way I think or they do things the way I do. Uh, and then the worrying part is if I'm, if I'm following God and I'm relying on him to give me the power and the strength to get through the today and to do the things to lead my family that he calls us to do, then those other things kind of fall into place. And like you said, um, I like how you said you kind of try to lead your family in the now and today, because that's something that, that I'm looking at the Jesus Calling hmm. uh, devotional book that you had that I read every day. And a lot of that, it focuses on he's, God talks to us or the, the author says, my presence, be with me. All you have is today. All I give you is what you can handle today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Hold my hand in the presence today. I am with you. You are never alone. So those constant reminders of things that I need to remind myself each and every day helps me to be, grow into that spiritual leader that God has called us to be. And uh, as I'm on that topic, I didn't really know what that meant a couple of years ago, and I didn't understand that. But the more that I seek God every day, the more I seek that relationship with his son, Jesus, the more he's teaching me what that is all about. And it's how I carry myself, how I lead my family. And you've often said um, that we lead as a good leader leads from behind, leads from the back seat. And I, how true that is and how true. And, and when I, I feel myself, in those areas where I, I have to be leading, leading my family, that comes into my mind. It's like, all right, Ron, you're not, you're not in charge. You're not, don't lead from the front, lead from the back. Absolutely. And one thing I was listening to you, Ron, um, if any of you live here in the East Valley, you know that there's always construction and you can probably never take the same, de the same path twice to get to your destination mm -hmm. because of all the different right. construction signs. But as I, as I look at my leadership, not only in my home, but, in the business that I run, the nonprofit and my ministry, it's always full of detours. It's always full of changing roads, changing direction. But what I've learned from that is this. As long as I keep my mind and heart set on the goal, which is God's will, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how many times I have to change the direction. And that's what I try to bring into my leadership. The servant leadership piece I've learned is, when I can lead from the backseat and empower and encourage and inspire people to take charge and know that I've got their back supporting them, man, do we ever, ever grow. Not only do you and I grow as leaders, but our, our loved ones grow. The people that God gives us to serve grow. And that's 
where that relationship for Jesus and me, that's where my relationship really grows. The more I can serve, the closer I feel to Jesus. The more I can help others, the better I feel that I'm getting more connected with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two things that stood out to me, what you were just sharing, is that the word empower and then um, like leading from the back. Uh, For me, empowering, when when I heard that, it made me think, okay, well, I need to listen to the people that are in my family or the the people that are in my group or the people that I am called to, or I feel that I'm leading is that being able to listen to them and listen to what their strengths are and not be able to, or not have my expectations of you have to do it my way, you know, because my way is the best way and this is how it's Mm going to get done. And I have to realize, and I have to humble myself and swallow my pride and realize God has gifted all of us with different tasks or different uh, spiritual gifts. We all have different talents. And as a leader, I think, and I think that's something I see you doing with this Homes from Heaven, is you, you've got this team of people around you who everybody has their own specific talent. And I see you humbling yourself and not um, saying, okay, well, we're going to be my way because I'm, 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 vice, I'm the president. I'm, I'm in charge of this. You know, it's mine. You know, you, you don't do that. You've got all these people that God has put in your life and then put on this team that you are, you are empowering each and every one of us to do what we are good at. And I see the leaps and bounds that, that this homes from heaven has gone just in the past six or seven months that it's been in existence and how you, as you're leading from behind, you're, you're just doing an amazing job. And it's amazing to see how God is using you with the gifts that all the other people that have and how you are, you are just, you're corralling all these gifts and all these talents and, and you're, you're humbling yourself. You're not saying it's my way or the highway. You are allowing all of us, you're empowering all of us to do what God has given us the talents to do. And it's just a beautiful thing to see God doing that. And that's how you are using a, a, an example for me as being a, a leader. Oh, thank you, Ron. It's the, the thing that I have to remember is, and maybe you know somebody, but I don't. N- nobody, when we go to heaven, all this stuff stays here. Mm-hmm. I don't think I know of anybody that got to take all their stuff with them to heaven. And that's all this stuff is. It's God's stuff, and it's God's belongings, and it's God's possession. So how dare I think something is mine? Mm-hmm. You know, when God gives me stewardship to lead something, or he empowers me or inspires me to do something and, and take point on it, it's not because I'm more important. It's not. That's just my calling to corral and encourage and get people together to see where we can make this go. And the Homes from Heaven this whole project has just been amazing to me watching people come alive, Mm -hmm. people learning that they have gifts they had either forgotten about or didn't know they have. And then watching their excitement grow as they see they're not only participating, but they're helping this thing get to the next level. And that's what the best leaders do. The leaders that I've studied, that's what they do. They Mm -hmm. don't make it about them. And, you know, I'm just as imperfect as everybody else. I still have ego and pride and I have to keep that in check Mm -hmm. because there's times when I want it to be about me, but then I have to remember this is God's deal, not mine. It's mm-hmm. about God. And the more I keep that in front of me, the better it is. And I've also had good examples of bad leadership in my life that remind me that's why I don't want to make it about myself. Mm-hmm. You know, the, those that have made it about themselves, they're not around anymore. Mm-hmm. And worse than that, they've either crashed their companies or they've caused a lot of harm to their families and the people that relied on them. So I don't want to be in that boat. I've got to keep chasing my relationship with Jesus, and I've got to keep seeking what God wants to do with us. And the other thing, too, and I know I drive 
my team crazy with this on Homes from Heaven. By this being God's deal, this may or may not be the 10 acre property he wants this on. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> Jeremiah 7 7 says we have to work the land. And that's what we're doing now in our due diligence process. Ron, I don't have $30 million to go write the, the check to build the building, but I know God has it. Mm-hmm. I don't have the wherewithal to make the builders feel confident that this, this ground is strong, strong enough to support what we're doing. But I do know that we're reaching out to the right engineering teams to do that for us. And that's what good leadership does. Yeah. And I think for me, as I'm listening again, is that what is a good leader? What does that mean to me? How does that, how is that speaking to me? And it's uh, for me, in order for me to be any type of a leader, any type of a, even a decent leader is I have to seek God first. He is the ultimate leader. He's the one that is the creator of all the universe. He's created everything that is good in this world. Um, and I have to seek him daily and I have to uh, keep in touch with my accountability partners, my team of guys that I, I've surrounded myself with and just seeking that, that the wisdom and the truth from God each and every day that reinforces the things that I need to know or I need to have in myself, um, the, the humility, the, the servant leadership, the being able to listen, slow to speak, quick to listen, things like that. All these qualities that are, are called or as far as what a good leader has to do, I have to seek from the person who, or the man, the God who has created all these things. And um, when I can do that, when I can humble myself, that humility is a big deal for me. Um, being able to um, look into a mirror instead of looking into a pair of binoculars. <laughs> and uh, that, that's, that's another thing God, God has me, the path I, has me on is, is when I get those frustrations or angers or those expectations of others creep in and I'm expecting other people to do or act a certain way, I have to look in the mirror and I have, why, why? And I, and I keep asking myself, why, why, why am I feeling that way? Why am I doing this? Why, 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 why? It's always me, me, me. Why me? Why am I, instead of pointing a finger and blaming the other person, I, I have to look in the mirror and I have to continually grow myself because I will never be where I want to be, but I am not where I was. And I have to learn to be content where I am today because I know it's not where I'm where God has me the ultimate destination for me, but I have to not feel so much um, that resentment or not resentment, but uh, lack of self-worth or self-esteem that I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I was, you know, and, and, and that helps me to be content and that all that stuff. I think all these things, all these character traits and all these things we talk about all tie into being the leader that God has called us to be and how we effective ways that we can lead our family. Absolutely. And two of them, I've got a lot of leaders that I, that I respect, but I think two that I really, really read a lot about uh, Joe Gibbs, the football coach, mm-hmm. NASCAR owner, Johnny Wooden, famous basketball coach, probably two of the most humble leaders I've ever watched. Joe, obviously that being the tiny man that he was probably wasn't a football player, but he know, and he knew how to build a football dynasty. Mm-hmm. Super Bowls and all that. Same thing when his NASCAR. He's probably not a race car driver, probably not an engineer, probably can't build a car, but he brings together the right people and inspires them and encourages them and empowers them to be the best they can be. And off they go. Same with John Wood. And John was a basketball player and he was a, t- a teacher. But what John's mojo was, wasn't about being the best basketball strategist. Mm-hmm. It was about teaching teamwork, teaching trust, teaching respect, and teaching honor. This was back in the 60s and 70s, kind of like we're facing right now. Mm -hmm. Those words really aren't really that popular. They weren't back then either. 
But John had so much respect from the players and the people around him that that's what allowed him to thrive as a coach and create that dynasty. Again, two very humble men. And that goes right back to our, our servant leadership that we're talking about here, leading from the back. Um, Proverbs 22.4 says this, and I'll say it a little differently because I know the, I'll read it the way it says, humility is the fear of the Lord and its wages are riches and honors and life. But when you, you do the Chad and break down those words, mm-hmm. fear of the Lord means respect. Doesn't mean be afraid. Doesn't mean run and hide. It means respecting the Lord. And the wages are riches and honor. Riches aren't wealth materialistically. Mm-hmm. Riches are that spiritual wealth, having that family that loves you, having those colleagues that rely on you, having those employees or workers that know and trust you. Those are the riches that I'm trying for. And that's why this verse means so much to me when I think about leadership. Yeah. And the big thing you said that you were, were kept focusing on is the humility, being humble. And I think for me, it's I see the more that I can humble myself and and eat that humble pie that we're, you know, um, the more I can become more into the man, into the leader that God has called us or called me to be. And it's like you said, when you see that, when I can empower the people, my, I'm talking about my family now, when I can show them, I, I have to listen to them and be able to see where their strengths are and be able to empower them and also encourage them you know, and kind of help them lift them up, not tear them down, not talk about the things they did wrong, whatever, but just find all the things that they have done right and try to build on that and try to push them in a direction um, that wants them to keep, keep, um, keep them on the right path and keep them happy and keep them where they feel confident and wanted to be able to, to follow your lead. And it's not like, it's not like a dictator. I, I don't like to, I don't, I try not to be like that. And I'm sure there's times I, I fall into that areas. But just being able to empower the people to be able to listen to my kids, my wife, my family, my friends, and just to be able to humble myself and just to be able to um, just try to give them the things that that God has given me and just to kind of encourage them. It, it's just it's a great thing to see that how that all that works together and how that, like you said, the riches aren't it's not wealth. It's not material things. It's the, be- the beauty of the relationships that are, are, are formed when we can do those things that God calls us to do. Absolutely. Chad talks about this, our pastor. Oh, in the end, all that matters is God and mm-hmm. people. And as long as I can keep that in my main focus, it's going to be okay. You know, did I screw up as a dad? Yeah, I tried manipulating and forcing my daughter to, to live the life I wanted her to live. Mm-hmm. I thought she should have lived. Thank God she didn't. She's found her passion in life. She's doing what she loves. We're just waiting for her to step out on her own 100%. Right now she's got her own business and she also teaches, but we know it's coming because... Mm-hmm. That's just who she is. But what's 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 really warming my heart is seeing her do on a daily basis what she loves. It's not work. It's what she loves. Mm-hmm. And then my, my journey in these past three years, it's been the same thing. Yeah, that huge income went away. It, it's gone. Mm-hmm. But Ron, I'm doing what I love now. And the funny thing is, bills are getting paid. And financially, we're okay. But three years ago, the fear tried to set in and say, oh, you're going to not be able to do this and you're going to lose everything and you're going to be homeless. And, and I had, no, 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 God, let's stay in today. Let's do what's in front of us. And mm-hmm. as you know, I've had a myriad of jobs, but that's what I've had to do to get where I'm at today. And it's working out well. But getting back to the point, when I can focus on God and people and let go of my expectations, 
and let go of those material wants and let go of all those things that are external from God and the relationship with the other people, then I build those good relationships and I have a good day. Yeah. And Mark, being around you the last few years, it's been an honor to see how God has has grown you through this process of, you know, the job that you had that you no longer have, the income that you had that you no longer had. But my opinion and seeing how you have grown and how where God has taken you these past couple of years, I would say you're more richer now than you ever were. I feel that way. And it's and it's yeah, and it's and it's riches, like you said, it's not the material things. Hmm. It's it's the relationships that God is building in our lives. It's it's the trusting in him and relying on him and knowing he will always take care of us. We just have to have that trust and that faith. But Mike, you're a great example, like I just mentioned about I would say there's you're probably one of the top people that I know that has probably the wealthiest people and you're wealthy in spirit. And that's what it's all about. Absolutely. So, and I, I appreciate being a part of your life and seeing this journey that God has you on in this homes from heaven, how it has grown so tremendously in the last six or seven months. And your example of faith that you have, that you are setting out for all of us, it's, it's just amazing. And I'm just, it's just truly a blessing to be a part of this team. So okay. I just want to thank you for that. Thank you. I'm glad you too. Yeah. And just, uh, that's it for today, everyone. I just hope you uh, got something out of it and you enjoyed our, our talk and stuff and just, uh, Have a great day, everyone, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you liked what you hear, please share it with a friend. Also, be sure to check out our Facebook page, Guys With God, and also our website, guyswithgod.com, where both places give you an opportunity to pose any questions that you may have from today's discussion or to post any topic that you may want to hear discussed in the future. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.